0: Howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is April 15th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Clark, and I appreciate you coming back to listen to another episode. On this week's episode, I have guests Dan Infault and Jeff Genke um, actually recorded in person with me. I don't have a podcast studio, but I do have a bar in my basement here in Wisconsin so those guys aren't too far from me and thought it'd be a great idea to actually do the podcast together in person so uh, it's a really fun episode for that reason we got into some fun storytelling right out of the gate kind of shooting the breeze and then we dove into some tactics Um, Dan Infault is really well known for kind of just getting to know specifically where the buck beds are and then uh, planning your hunt around that with um, we'll, we'll get into it Dan's the expert here not me I'm the novice and learning a great deal from talking to him on the show um, this will be the second episode where Dan is guested on the show. For those of you who don't know, he's also uh, nicknamed or aka, also known as the Big Buck Serial Killer. Um, if you want to check out some of their stuff before we get into the show, um, thehuntingbeast.com is where you can get to the forum. Uh, they have a Facebook page, the Hunting Beast Forum, which is uh, facebook.com slash and There's also an Instagram account for them as well. Um, great material there. If you haven't had a chance, they also have a great YouTube channel with plenty of free information. If you want to get a little bit more specific, thehuntingbeast.com has uh, some DVDs that aren't even that expensive at all about marsh bedding, swamp bedding, hill country bedding, um, and and some other extreme whitetail tactics for hunting. So just a great great guy, a great hardcore hunter, kind of a legend in these parts here. So happy to bring him on as a guest again. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and just get the interview rolling. Alright, so we're in my basement in Neshota And I have Jeff, Ginky and Dan Infault here um, I'm the only one with a beer in my hand So um, that might change as we continue talking here We'll see what happens But welcome to my place, guys I appreciate you coming here today
1: Hey, glad to be here Oh
0: yeah So, and you guys just came from a river,
1: right? Yeah, we are doing some photos for a swamp
2: uh, To advertise our sticks coming up Do
0: so. you want to talk about that at all?
2: Ah. He needs a new pair of underwear after the photo shoot. Yeah.
0: You going to get a new sponsor for, for the hunting yeah, beast? It was,
2: just, it was just another day. <laughs> Fruit the
1: Little Might sponsors after that one. It's <laughs> never go.
0: I think there's a, a chunk missing out of that spot there. Luckily, it wasn't an uh, unfavorable spot. Do you want to see any parts in action there? No, not at all. <laughs> it's pretty funny.
2: He wouldn't go in the deep water, though. He chickened out.
0: How deep did it get? Are you in, like, a lot of muck?
2: That's like uh
1: It wasn't up to my waist. It was over my knees, probably.
0: Do you get into some pretty weird situations where you get chest high in muck?
1: Occasionally, yeah.
0: And you just got to awkwardly, you ever jumped your bow in the water doing that?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had some fun times. Yeah? Yeah. That's the stuff that gives you the great stories. You don't wanna... What's
0: the part that I like? <laughs> we talked on the last episode about great stories. That's about all I'm good for. Yeah, I, don't, you know, I don't get the books. I get the stories. You know,
1: really, that's all, all that matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter at the end of the day what you take home because, uh, you, you know, it only matters to you. Yep. You, you know, um, all the people in the world could care less if you shoot a deer. They won't even remember next year.
0: No, you're absolutely right.
1: So really, what you get out of hunting mm-hmm. is your stories. Mm-hmm. You get out, out of it your adventures. How far you push yourself is how much adventure you get and I push myself.
0: yep clearly right into the. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we went out what was it last week We did a little scouting trip we were walking and he got way far ahead of me and he went in this deep stuff and it was kind of frozen and he took a couple tumbles head first and I just sat there and laughed because <laughs> I've been there all too many times and it was like that was my enjoyment. I was in the I was <laughs> in the
0: Nicolet once and it was it was rifle season. This is like, I think Phelps somewhere up there. Okay. Um, off, I remember the road, Mail Route Road. If anybody has ever hunted that, I don't know. Someone might have, if they're, if they're listening. I just posted a thing from Phelps the other day. I saw that. Yeah. Welcome Middle to Phelps. Turn your clocks back twenty years. That's what it <laughs> said on the motel door. But I was, I was, I wasn't pushing myself or anything like that. I was actually coming back to the truck. I was freezing, and uh, I, don't know, I was younger then. So of course, you know, I think I can just jump and climb and hop and run around the woods like a, like a dipshit. And I stepped on this log, and I thought to myself when I was doing it, that probably not would be the best idea, but whatever. So I stepped on this log, and it was just like stepping on. It was the most slippery thing I ever stepped on. So I fell right back onto my back, and I had a tree stand on my oh, back. Okay. And I got I got stuck. <laughs> so I'm, I'm holding my rifle, you know, both hands, right hand, left hand. And uh, and then I got my – I was like a turtle on his back. And it was one of those feet – both feet went above my head, and I could see both boots, and then wham, knocked the wind right out of me. And I'm laying there. No one else around, you know. I'm like, anybody would have saw this. I eventually wiggled my way out. I think I like took my arms out or something. That mm-hmm. was one of those. Shouldn't have stepped there. I knew I shouldn't have stepped there. And watch that spot. Is never that again have this? I ever done one of those where I stepped on a log that way. I won't do it. No. You learn. Learn and learn.
1: Hopefully. Yep. One of my best ones was uh, I went hunting in a uh, a marsh that's about three miles long. You in a marsh? Yeah, in the marsh. <laughs> and uh, it was gun season. And I was going to hunt from one road all the way around to my house, because I live on that marsh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to cross a deep river, and I had to go through some pretty bad spots, but I was going to hit every bed and there and just sneak through it with my gun and try and kick a,
3: mm-hmm.
1: a big buck I knew was living back here somewhere. So it took me from dawn to dusk. Um,
0: it was all-day thing.
1: Yeah, and when I got home, I was just totally beat and wet to my armpits, and just covered in muck, and just want to die. And I take my my jacket off, and my back tag's missing, and it must have got ripped off somewhere. In there. And inside the back tag are all my buck tags. If you remember, yeah. a few years back yeah. we used to have stickers for the bucks. Yep. Yep. you had to shoot a doe and get mm-hmm. a sticker. And I had like seven stickers, and you lose that sticker, you just don't, you can't have it shoot a buck no more. You have to shoot another doe before you can get a buck.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So I decided I was going to go on a mission. To find that. And I'm going to find that back dig. In that whole, that area that I covered in a whole day, you know.
2: needle so, in a haystack.
1: So I go back here with my uh, son, Rat Slayer. And we go around to, to this big parking lot that's about halfway in between. Same place me and you were today. Mm-hmm. And we walk probably about two miles out to where I was. Because I figured that's about where it had to have come off. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we get out there and I'm still beat from the day before. My legs are burning, you know. And we cover these trails and we're not even sure exactly which trail I was on. So we're sure. going up and down and up and down. And we look and we're out there most of the whole day. And finally, at you know, it's getting dark, we start heading back, and by the time we're getting back to the truck, it's black. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is two solid days of this crap, right? So I get back to the truck, and guess what? It was in the truck? No, my keys were missing. Oh Jesus! Not only my truck keys, my house keys, my work keys. So I you got to make another shop, another day open of all it. All my toolboxes. Oh man! So I had to have new keys made for my toolboxes, everything. So <laughs> yeah, I had to fight. hitchhike home, covered in muck. We did get a ride. The guy made us sit in the back of the truck. Yeah, of course. But uh, <laughs> then I had to call a locksmith. Oh, come out there and break into the truck, make us a key. Oh, wow. That was like five hundred bucks because he had to come out there and do yeah. it on the spot. Yeah. Is that one
0: they put a little thing in the window and pump it up with air or something yeah. like that?
1: No, he, just, he went in the lock. He made something and jiggled the real lock open. But yeah, but that was that was uh, oh, quite geez. the day. Yeah. Two days. Two days. Yeah.
0: Did you go back to try find your
1: keys? No, I never did. You're well, like I'm done. Just gonna, yeah. I never found a back tag. I was it? gonna say that's the
2: important part. And you think you think somebody would kind
1: of find that back tag and send Over it time, to it, time, you? Over know? time, yeah. But it's probably at the bottom of that swamp. You know, it's probably still there. Yeah.
0: Wow. I had my, my dog, he hasn't been down here yet, but Ed, out, uh, we were shed hunting a couple of weeks ago over at Nashapin. and uh, he was just running like a madman. It was a lot of fun to have him out there. It was a great day to be outside. And I had had a shock collar on for him. I don't really shock him ever. it just buzz him and beep him so I know yeah. where he is or he comes back if he gets too far off. And I had the remote, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, where's the remote going? I took a digger in the in the... <laughs> I stepped in the wrong spot, and I went down, like, up to my freaking thigh in muck, and my boot got stuck, so I'm, like, fishing my boot out of the spot. My foot came out. I'm just At this point, I'm just drenched, right, on my one leg, my left leg. And I keep going, and I, I realize after the fact that I lost the, the little beeper for him. So I went back, and luckily, it, for me, I realized it pretty quick, and I could easily retrace my steps. And I was like, I bet you I lost it right where I freaking fell in, and there it was, it was sitting there. I was like, oh, sweet. I found it. But that's not too common where you lose something in the woods like that and find it. My dad's lost a number of cell phones and he's got like, people find it and then they'll call my stepmom and be like, uh, this is the last number dialed in here. This guy lost his phone or whoever it was. And uh-huh. it's happened actually a couple times.
2: Well, there was, we were doing a drive. It was a two years ago with the other Jeff and I was sitting in this one spot over here and Jeff was doing this little push and he was pushing and I kept t- talking to him. I said, you got to get closer to this river. And the closer you got to the river, the deeper it got, and the spongier it got. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff didn't want to go closer because it was getting real unstable. So he kept walking, and then he'd occasionally put a boot through, and he kept going and going and going. And then all of a sudden, he disappeared. I couldn't see him, and I just said, oh, no! <laughs> Oof, gone out of sight. Well, what happened was was he hit a hot spot, went right through all the way to his waist. At
0: that point, you're kind of screwed. Okay.
2: So when you're in the cattails, you can only see their head normally, and they're bobbing along, and I'm watching them. and he crawls up, gets walking, goes about another 10, 15 yards, and he stops, and he yells again. He's like, oh, man, I forgot my gun. He had dropped his gun back in there in the water, submerged way down, so he had to walk back, find it, mm-hmm. dig down got in it? there, pick the gun <laughs> out, okay? So he starts turning back, and you hear him go, oh, man, he went down again to his pits that time. You know, so he gets up and. You're talking about Jeff Trudeau. Yeah, keeps going yeah. along, and it was just like, watch that spot. Ever since then, <laughs> you, it's you, always been. Hey, do you remember the time the that spot. we uh,
1: that we chased that doe up to the end of that cattail marsh? Mm-hmm. So last year. W- so we're mm-hmm. no, this is a couple years back. So we're chasing, We're doing these drives. And the way we do the drives during gun season is to keep pushing these little sections. Stabbing them. And the deer that get through mm-hmm. just keep going forward and there's really nowhere to go. It dead ends. So it deads
2: into a road, so they can't. Yeah, cross so it's a little
1: line. tiny narrow okay. point where it comes to. And we knew one had gone in there. We were it was a big doe and we yep. wanted to get it. And uh so I go up on this hill and we send Jeff in there and and at that time, Jeff was kind of new to this, and he was afraid of the marsh. That's so, the other Jeff. And okay. what happens is when you walk in that marsh, it's like walking on a waterbed. Yeah, yeah. And if you hit the wrong spot, you <laughs> put a leg <laughs> through. Yep.
2: And you can literally watch the the, m- could, or the floating Like walk, reverberate, kind like, of? Yeah, yeah. Right,
1: so, he, so he's like, oh, I'm going to fall through over my head. And it's like, you don't fall through Eyeballs over your head. Eyeballs this big. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case, you go up to your neck and yeah. you crawl out. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> so, no big deal. <laughs> just yeah, we'll come over and pull you out.
0: I can't, so, does anybody ever go? I mean, how deep?
1: Oh, we go through to our armpits every now and
2: then. It's yeah, not very often. Yeah. Usually, you just put a leg through or something. Yeah, you can usually grab brush before you go on. Right, and you just gotta watch where you're stepping. Yeah, I mean, you learn how to walk. Maybe you get a, a stick or something. Yeah. Right? yeah, you can't
1: walk up a deer trail because if you step in the middle of the trail, mm-hmm. no, their sure. hooves cut holes in it. Okay. So it's like a it's like a cut. You step in the middle, you go right through. And you won't immediately. You gotta hit a spot that's deep. Mm-hmm. So you get this false sense of security. You can walk it right up the deer trail. You really need to duck walk
0: it
3: yep kind of yeah yeah
1: water. yeah so anyways we send jeff in after this deer it's a real small area so we're like and he's he's like yelling back it's not in here i'm like the tracks go in and don't come out it's in there yep.
2: it's really you gotta go closer cat-tails. to the water
1: you <laughs> gotta go closer to the lake and he's like i'm not going i'm not going over there it's too
2: bad you can't even walk over
1: there <laughs> i go the deer did i go follow its tracks and he's walking and all of a sudden i see the deer sneak out on the other end oh man in front of him. And it's like looking at the road kind of thing so I'm like, what do you say, 150, 200 yards away? Yeah. Yeah. So I put the 30-odd six on, and I take a shot. And the thing kind of ducks, looks around, and scoots right back in as Jeff's walking out. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So <laughs> back into these catchles. So I'm figure. like, it went back in there, go after it. He goes, I see its tracks. I go, follow it. It's he goes, funny. I can't go over there. And I'm like,
2: I had enough of this. It's like 10 yards from him.
1: So it's I like walk down car. there, and I walk right past him. I get on his deer's trail, and I obviously missed it. Mm-hmm. when i shot
2: no there was two of them actually there is that the one where you walked up in no, there and you no, shot no. it right on the spot no uh-uh.
1: okay those were shot in the drive before that this is right up by the road
2: yeah i know where that is
1: so i go in there and i start coming up the trail and i see it so i get the gun up and i sneak up to it and i poke it and it's dead so i'm oh, looking yeah. at it and it, he wouldn't go out there because of how bad it was mm-hmm. But we flipped this, and there's snow. There's no blood on the snow or anything. The hell? So I'm looking all over the place. There was no bullet hole in them.
2: We scared that damn thing to death. Yeah. You know what? That's crazy. It it's fun. online. There's a video clip of that one. And we flip it over, and you don't see blood in the nose. You don't see blood Even when in we field mouth, dressed it, we... There's n- nothing in there. We skin it out. But, there wasn't a bullet hole it. was a fresh there anyway. body, right? It was a fresh... It just... It yeah. just it free it died it well, had a heart, attack, a heart or something. attack i find
0: that particularly funny because i had a friend well, this you have a last... heart
2: attack too if you found our motley crew running <laughs> after you well, <laughs> in the swamp.
0: well no one can see this but the shirt you're wearing says Bigfoot saw me but nobody believes him so <laughs> <laughs> Oh man so last year i had a buddy come with me who's never hunted ever before mm-hmm. he lives in michigan now um on the other side of the pond and he was super stoked he sat right at this bar the day before the gun opener like a freaking kid in a candy store, wearing all blaze orange, because he's finally putting out for the first time. He's just, he just floored, right? So we get him out to the park. We do a bunch of scouting Friday, the day before the opener, to Yalusing, where I was showing you on the map week before we started recording. And um, I'm like, this is where you're gonna want to be. There's gonna be, you're gonna see dough, but you're gonna see something. And for you, that's great, right? He's never even hunted before. So we set him on the spot, and uh, I don't know if his phone died or if he didn't. We didn't have reception. I think maybe that the reception was kind of a problem out there because it's so bluffy and, and there's all sorts of cliffs and hills and uh it's been like a while and some of the other guys had gotten some deer ready, and I go to my one buddy Mike I'm like we gotta go check on Clayton we gotta figure out like what he's got going on over there so we we go to where he is and we see him standing there so but he's kind of like standing there kind of rocking back and forth and we finally come up on him and we're like what's going on you see anything he goes, yeah I saw some deer just look over there so we look across the creek on the other bluff and I am like, "I don't see anything what the fuck what are you talking about? He goes, I think I got one. I'm like, what do you mean you think you got one? Did you shoot at something? Yeah, but I I went over there and looked at it. I didn't see any bullet holes. I think I might have scared it to death. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, I don't know what to do with the deer. I never got it before. I never shot one. I don't know, I don't know what to do. So like, let's go over there. Let's take a look. So we go over there and <clears throat> take a look. And There's a dead deer, right? No blood, no bullet hole. I'm like, Maybe he did scare it to death. Like, what happened? He goes, is that even possible? I'm like, I don't know, man. I've never heard that happening until you just told me that right now. So, yeah. we, so we flipped it over, and we found the bullet hole. Like, we figured it out, and it was his, and he got, it was a great shot. He did a great job, mm-hmm. and, and we had him. Um, I gutted it for him or whatever, and we made him drag it all the way out of there, which is, you know, you got to learn sometime that it's not all glam.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It, was a, it was a hell of a hike out of there. But in any event, I thought,
1: holy shit, I, th- I thought he scared us to death.
0: And so did he. He had, he had no idea. Yeah. But apparently, you can. He'll be happy to hear that.
1: Should I, should I tell him the story? Or he's like my legal department over here. He tells me. <laughs> I mean, it, there's statues of limitations. Well, I don't get arrested anymore. I don't either.
2: know. we got such a bad list of what well, we shouldn't talk about. It. i got a weird you know, musky we story should. that I probably can't talk about. But Fat boy story? Yeah. I'll, I'll clean it up a little. We can do the PG version of the fat okay.
1: boy story. So, fat boy is this biker I used to hang out with a long time That's ago. That's his name?
0: Not his bike's name?
3: Did you? That, that, that was his... Uh,
2: uh, biker name. Okay. Batboy. Is it, you met him on Craigslist Personals. <laughs> <laughs> Craigslist no, Miss misconnections. No, no. Misconnections Connections
1: by Dan. I Incom. saw you in the tree stand. It, it used to be, uh, Jeff's boyfriend. Uh,
2: no. <laughs>
1: no, but, uh, his real name's Mike. He's probably going to listen to this, so. Um, but we'll, go, we'll go easy on him? Yeah, so we'll go easy on him. But he's a good guy. He just always messed everything up. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like my Uncle Randy. Yeah. He, who he was won't one of those guys who was really gung ho wanted to kill deer so bad. Okay. To, you know, wanted to be like great hunter. You know, and and he's a city boy, so he was having a slower time learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile I was killing all this stuff, you know, and he's hanging around with me. We we're hunting together and stuff. And anywho, um, we used to hunt out back at
3: my mom's place. And uh, he would come over every year and hunt, but he lived
1: a ways away. Mm-hmm. So he starts talking about opening day during, you know, late summer. He's coming over opening day. Here's where, you know, what we're going to do and stuff. And I said, hey, listen, junior, who's now in his 30s. Okay. That's Dan's son. He's going to turn 12 or just turned 12. Okay. Got his hunter safety. And I really want to get him on a buck. I says, we've been glassing back here. And right where we walk back here, there's a big 10 pointer coming through. Mm-hmm. And I want to put him on that. And I want to get him a crack at this buck. And I says, so I don't want you coming around opening weekend. And he starts giving me this whining like a little kid, you know. He's like, oh, man, I look forward to opening weekend. And where am I supposed to go? I'm like, go to your sister. She's got 300 acres. Nobody <laughs> That's hunts. A lot. Wow. And he's like And he's like, yeah, but, you know, yeah, you don't have me there to hold your hand kind of thing, you know. So finally I'm like, you can't come. That's all there is to it. So opening day comes around. And me and Junior are getting ready to go hunting. And up the driveway comes pulling fat boy.
0: I told you not to come.
1: Right, <laughs> so so he comes up, you know. Hey, uh, you know, uh, where, where my hunt? I'm like, dude. And he goes, Come on, I ain't got no place else to go. I won't get in your way. All right, and it wouldn't be so bad, but he's always I gotta take him to a spot, put him in a spot. So there's this uh, primary scrape to get used all year. Yep. And I've been seeing some deer up by it. It's under an apple tree. There ain't much for a tree stand, but there's a little spot you can get in this apple tree. Okay would be a point blank shot and I said well maybe you should just sit there you'll probably get a crack He's okay okay so I take him up there and me and, me and uh junior go down this river bottom and we're down there and uh sure enough that 10 pointer comes in well we've been watching it for days so we knew it was gonna mm-hmm. comes through comes right past us the kid gets a full draw and he's like aiming it to death which is a common thing with new hunters I mean they don't know when to shoot yeah The thing walks right by him at like five yards because we're just in the crotch of this willow tree. And it gets out to about 20 yards, and I'm thinking he's just going to let the bow down, and he lets loose. (laughs) Like 20 yards instead of the five-yard shot. And he clips it in the shoulder, and and, uh, he he hits it, but it's probably not a fatal shot. Sure. So we get down, and we start looking. And there's a good amount of blood, which there usually is with a flesh hit, you know. Mm -hmm. So we got to stay on the trail. And you know, we got to track it, but I don't think he's going to find it. You know, so we're down tracking it, and it's just starting to get dark, and you see a, uh, a light coming down the hill, and it's a fat boy, and he comes walking over. He goes, he goes, hey, I got a buck. Oh no. I says, you did? He goes, yeah, 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 I got a buck. So I'm like, well, cool. He goes, let's go up it. I says, uh, we're going to finish tracking Junior's buck, and then we'll go look for yours. And he's like, but I got to work in the morning. Ah. Uh. I'm like, listen. We're finishing tracking Junior's book. Mm-hmm. When we're done, I'll go help you with yours. He said, I need to get to work in the morning. you got to help me. And I said, go up there and track it yourself. I'll come up and join you. So he follows us while we're tracking, and the whole time he's going, you're never going to find us. You know, and it is oh, blah, man. blah, blah. He's going on and on Super and Super
0: pessimistic. And
1: right. Stuff, yeah. So do I do probably tracked Junior's book longer than I should have after I'd known there was no way of finding it just because I was pissed. <laughs> But anyways, and I was younger, yeah, a lot younger. And like I said, I can tell this story because of the uh, Statue of Limitations. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, anywho, we finally go to track Fat Boy's buck. And meanwhile, the whole time we're we're looking for juniors, he's saying stuff like, yeah, you know, you're not going to find us. Mine has this huge pile of blood. Mine's a big ten-pointer. You know, mine's (laughs) this, mine's that, you know. So finally, we go up there to track this buck, and we get up there, and we get up to this apple tree, and there's this arrow sticking out of the scrape. Right out of the scrape, middle of the scrape. And I mean, it's like a three yard shot from the stand. <laughs> Jesus. So I go this? over and I look at this arrow, and I hit it with a light, and it's sticky, but there's no blood on it. It's like hmm. waxy, and there's a couple of white hairs stuck to it, and a couple white hairs on the ground, and there's no blood anywhere. So this says, where's this, uh, these puddles of blood you found? So he gets down on his hands and knees with his light and he's like looking and he goes right there. And he
2: picks up this little speck of blood. Literally. I mean, it's not even a drop. So what, uh, based on that, where do you think he hit it? I just want to know what his guess is. <laughs> where do you think he hit the deer? A speck of blood? Just let me finish we the share? story. Okay? You're going to ruin him. the story. We really right? Right? You are going right to ruin right the story. The just let it go. Right, let it go. Here we go. The
1: tail? So, anywho, we look all around there's no blood. A couple white hairs. So we're looking, and looking, and looking, and I said, listen, it ran that way. It it went across open fields. They're all open for miles, except for one little batch of bedding brush down there. And that buck is either in that bedding area, or he's not dead. And I said, well, go down there, we'll look, because there's no blood trail to even follow. Mm -hmm. I mean, we looked up and down at these trails. You find running tracks for a little while. There's no blood. So I'm like, we'll look down there. If we don't find them, I'll take a glance around with the truck tomorrow because I can drive the whole thing where it's saying. Yep. Ran to. You know, I said, if it's not down there, it's not down there. So we go over this hill, we get down to the area where there's a bedding area. And we have taken all of our hunting equipment back home already. So we got is a flashlight. And I had this I, I brought along one of those uh, like cop flashlights, those long ones that got all the D-bags yeah, yeah, yeah. and, the and the light. Yep. And, you know, so I take that thing I put it on a tight beam and I just shine it across the the bedding area, and I hit two eyes looking back at me. And I'm looking, and it's a little tiny buck, like a little half little buck. Okay. So I'm like, hey, look, there's a little buck over there. You know, it's only like 40 yards from us. Yeah. Maybe not even that. Maybe 30 yards. And uh, immediately, Fat Boy goes, "That's my buck." <laughs> and I said, "Dude, that's a little six-pointer." And he goes, "That's it." I hey, well, you told me you shot a big ten-pointer. He goes, I "Just said that. That's the buck I shot. I'm telling just you." Said and I'm like dude, it's a little six pointer, it looks fine. It looks he goes, fine. he goes, no, that's the buck I shot.
3: I'm like, oh man, well, it's You're
1: alive. are you positive? He goes, yeah, I'm positive. So I'm thinking, well, it's gut shot or something, so that's why it's still laying there while right. we're talking and stuff and gotta put it out of its misery and mm-hmm. you know catch it or we're never gonna find it because it's gonna die if it's gut shot. Right. I mean, that's probably why the arrow's sticky. Mm-hmm. So I have him hold the flashlight and I sneak around in this big circle and I have him talk and we're, he's upwind of the deer. So I sneak to the downwind side and I sneak up on this deer and one step at a time I get right behind this thing to, to a point where I'm a couple feet from it and then staring at down into the light and I get out my knife
0: Holy shit!
1: and I lean into this thing and I just jump on it all at once and I grab its antler and I jam this knife into its heart and the thing jumps up and my, my uh, left hand got stuck between the brow tines because <laughs> the rack was so small. And it ripped the skin off my hand. Oh shit. Breaks loose and runs straight for the light. Knocks Fatboy over. Oh, my him. God. My, my kid gets sprayed with blood. Oh, my and God. And then it crashes dead right behind him.
3: So The
0: Catching Deers guys would love this episode.
1: <laughs> so we get over there. And uh, the buck's laying there dead. And, uh, so we drag it out. And, uh, you know, he gets his tag on. And we drag it out and stuff. And we get over there. And, and I'm like, well, field dress your deer. And... He's never even gotten a deer. Did he
0: say that's not my deer?
1: No. He, he goes, um, you know, I'm going to get sick and I got to clean. Always. Yeah. I mean, the guy's a piece of work. So, anyways, finally I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I'll clean the deer. Because I just want to get it done. Yep. So, first I'm going to look for a hole. So, I start looking this thing over. You know, can't find an arrow hole in it anywhere. Just the, the hole from the knife. One entrance. So, I'm looking around, looking around. I'm like, well, okay, well, let's look where the white hair, because there was white hair in the ground. There's no arable anywhere. So I'm looking and looking and looking, and I'm like, holy crap. And I'm like, dude, I just killed this you. ain't your deer. I, I just killed this thing with a knife. And his comeback is, you did not. This is my deer. I go, dude, I don't want to take your deer from you. And I, and I go, I, I thought. I think this, what we just I, did is illegal. Right? <laughs> right? I think I just killed this deer with a knife. At And, night. and, your and, hands. and, and, and he's getting mad at me. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to take your deer. And I don't want even, nobody to even know about this. Right. I thought it was a fatally hit deer and I was yeah.
0: Yeah. putting yeah. him out of his
1: misery. Yeah. And uh, We did he, we hey. he goes I'll find a hole. So he starts searching. I'll find I'm a going, hole. Okay. And you just see the wind coming out of him. He's looking because there's no the hole. You know, so then finally I go to uh, field dress it, right? And when I lift up the leg, I just notice this little tiny lick nick on the front of the back leg. And I look, and there's one on the other leg, and it's like a broadhead blade went through it. And I looked real close, and that thing must have been stretched out in that scrape. And that arrow from his low advantage, because he's just off the ground in sure. that apple tree, clipped that back leg and went right through the thing's pecker.
3: Oh, hit my the God.
1: other God. yeah. There's a perfect star. Hit the other other leg. <laughs> so it was his, it <laughs> yeah. After all, yeah. That's
2: his I name. Where do you think
1: he hit it? <laughs> and, and I'll try to keep this clean, but his name <laughs> went from Fat Boy. A pecker wacker.
0: <laughs> I would have said like dick buckers, dick buck or something like that, but. Uh, you know, it's funny. i probably going to catch a
1: lot of heat. My old,
0: boss's, my old boss's wife shot a deer <laughs> yeah, right in the pecker too. Yeah, that's put it out of its misery. Yeah, that's, died. Died, yeah. that's a pretty miserable buck at that die? point. I'm sure he is happy to take that Well, you knife. know something's wrong with it. She's yeah. going to lay there and yeah. Yeah. just sneak up on it. Well, I bed. wouldn't get up if my dick was shot either. <laughs> <laughs> just do, take me now. There was different times,
1: though. I mean, you're talking back in the 80s. It's a while back.
0: Well, my my buddy Joel and I, he he's like, you're this, you know, I think, I don't know if this is your nickname officially, the serial buck killer, right? Big Buck Serial Killer. All right. Killer. Well, my buddy's name ought to be the frickin' Serial Buck Gutter or something like that, or Deer Gutter. <laughs> he can gut a deer with,
3: Explore.
0: like, you see those movies where guys are waving around the butterfly knife all fast, string, mm-hmm. string, 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 I feel like he does that with his hand and the deer's gutted. And it's been like two minutes. It's, an, it's insane. He, uh, one year he forgot his, his knife altogether or left his fanny pack somewhere, whatever the hell it is. And he said, apparently, he carries a razor blade in his wallet, because that's normal for him. Right? (laughs) Former Marine, you know, once always, so that's what it is. And uh, he's like, well, I shot one deer and got it, and then I forgot my, my, I think that's what it was. I think he forgot his knife by that one and lost it. So then he's like, I got this other deer, because it ran past me twice, and the third time I was like, well, forget, I'm going to shoot you now, and like, give me a reason. I wasn't going to shoot you, but then you ran past three times, so I couldn't help myself. So he shoots his other deer and he, he guts it with this fricking razor blade. I'm like, who are you? So you talk about the guy didn't want to get his own deer. So last year, um, the same guy I'm talking about, Joel, I shot, I shot a deer, I thought I shot a deer, about 90 to hundred yards away. And then I, I took the shot and then it, like, it moved direction. So I'm like, I must've hit it, right? And I racked another round in, I got a bolt action 30 at six and I got another shot. I took it, but then I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Didn't make sense, saw some blood. I was really confused, saw another guy walk in and that threw me and my other buddy off uh, a whole bunch. We we're, were like, we just couldn't figure it out. It didn't make any damn sense based on where it went because where I shot at uh, a buddy was sitting on the other side of the ridge and he's, he had seen the deer or heard it, but then it just kind of ended, right? The sound mm-hmm. ended, so it must have died. Anyway, we kind of gave up. We were like, we, we don't know where it is. It doesn't make any sense. It must have just, maybe I didn't hit it. You know, I wasn't really confident in my shot. After I couldn't find it, and he's like, "I'm confident I went that way, but it it didn't." So we're done. We're we're out of the woods. And and my buddy Joel, who is coming from a different spot Mm -hmm. back to where we were towards the road, calls me up. He's like, "Found your deer." I'm like, "What do you mean you found my deer?" He's like, "Well, I was walking back, and I smelt. I smelt the musk. You know, like you fucking smelled my deer." Yeah, I smelt it. So I look over, and I saw a deer, and I saw white. I'm like, "Ah, it's a dead deer." So he walked up on it. Goes, "Well, Eric said he shot a small buck, and it was a seven-pointer." He goes. Based on everything that you two told me, this is your buck. And so we, we reverse-tracked the blood trail, and sure enough, that's exactly where I shot. It was my buck. I was like, holy shit, so you sniffed my deer out of the woods? Mm-hmm. He did. Well, he's like, can I gut it? I'm like, what do you mean, can you gut it? He goes, I'm like, I don't care. Sure, if I don't have to gut it. It Does sounds great. Does
1: this guy have a business card?
0: <laughs> he ought to. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, dude, you want to gut my deer? I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Gut my deer. Two minutes later, done. Watching this guy work a knife on a freaking deer, it's like... He's like, in his zone. You know, a it was a thing. Shot. It was a thing of beauty, like a bit of a ninja, right? Just yeah. swing, 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 done. And then, he, not only that, I still have them. He dug out both of my bullets.
3: Mm.
0: He goes, "Here's one." It gets all up in there. Here's your other bullet. Mm. That's your deer. Those are your two bullets. You got them both times. Great shot at 100 yards. I'm like, holy shit.
2: You could learn from that guy. What a
0: goofball. Well, he's my closest friend. He's uh, the best man at my wedding, but. Uh, he'll he'll have to listen to this episode for sure <laughs> oh man
1: so where do you hunt you hunt? uh we hunt
0: so Bo, i go wherever i can yeah. I, I go I, I live in ashota so anywhere i can possibly go that gets me into the woods sooner than later is great mm-hmm. that's why i started where to hunt that's where this all came from was me trying to find spots local to where i lived and, and when i started this I was in pewaukee and back then the dnr's website wasn't so robust didn't have the mapping tool Mm -hmm. there wasn't a common form for people to talk about this kind of stuff at least that i hadn't found yet and um so i started where to hunt i picked that name because it was the most um searched term on on the web at that time so it made Mm -hmm. sense to buy the domain in any event um when i go gun hunting we used to hunt the nicolay but there's not much deer up there anymore there's a lot of predation Mm a lot of hunters a lot of land it's just tough tough hunting so we switched gears and my dad found why state park out of prairie du Chien. and back then you had to buy a park permit pass so it wasn't expensive it was three bucks but they sold out i think the one year sold out in four minutes so we would have back i used to work for a marketing firm and i would have my buddies come into my place of employment on saturday mm-hmm. and i'd set them up on different computers and it, it, down to the minute we're like okay we'd have everything pulled up on the dnr's website and there's like four of us there and my dad was at his spot and someone else at their yeah. spot and go, 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 go! We'd frickin' go and we'd enter our credit card numbers in and it was like this big race and we right. got them, right? We secured our spots. And then it was sold on, we're, do, we're, we're good to go. But back then it was like 60 people that could hunt this park, the state park. And um, now it's totally different. Now it's open to everybody. They, they, went, they did away with the park mm-hmm. permit pass. And I actually saw some legislation stating that they might do away with hunting state parks altogether. I thought I read that too. So hopefully that doesn't happen because we've had a ton of fun and success hunting here. And success is relative, but more so fun and uh, you, you know
1: if, if they um i don't care if they they hunt parks or they don't mm-hmm. but if they're going to kill the deer mm-hmm. hunters need to be doing it yep uh, so I do not want to sure. see sharpshooters come in and, and kill deer when that's an opportunity that hunters could do. Right. There is no reason not to have hunters do it. Right. I mean, we've done that just recently, uh, or just locally here, right down the street from where we're sitting. Yeah, yep. right shoot, uh, yeah. You know, the other side of the road. They, they hire sharpshooters every year. The landowners well, complain about the deer, but they don't want hunters on their land. <laughs> well, then live with the deer. Right. You know, we can't just decide that we want to sharpshoot all the deer off of our farm, can we? No, you just shouldn't be able to do that. Right. I mean, that's an opportunity for hunters, and either they follow the laws that are set up for hunters, or they live with the deer. Hmm. You know, that's the way I feel about it. I
0: can't imagine why, for this particular state park, I mean, there's nothing, there's not much around there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all surrounded by farmland and woods anyways, so I can't imagine. Anywho, I
1: think... um, you were telling me before the segment that that's mm-hmm. all open hardwoods, right?
0: Um, there's, a, there's a part that is. It's, so it's super bluff. Like, I say bluffy, that sounds kind of weird. I don't know if that's a term, but um, there's a lot of bluffs, a lot of cliffs, and it's right where the Mississippi and Wisconsin River meet. So there's mm-hmm. some bottom areas that I think a lot of guys take boats to try to hunt also. I'm sure they, mm-hmm. I, I would hope they do well. It looks like a favorable spot, but we stick to the park when we have a boat. Um, I hunt uh, an area of pines that goes back to a couple of intersecting points where these bluffs kind of all meet. And there's a, a, I don't know, I call it a crick, but there's mm-hmm. a body of water that flows through there. In fact, we actually tried to spear salmon out of there once or a trout or something. There's a pool of water and there's a single salmon or trout in there. So the same buddy that guts deer, he, he makeshifted a spear real quick and <laughs> I got video footage of it. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun, but the the one side, uh, last year we had two eight pointers come through and they came from hardwoods. Mm-hmm. And if you were to follow that all the way back from the road into the hardwoods, you'd eventually get to a sheer cliff drop off that overlooks the Wisconsin River. Yeah, I was looking
1: at that map though, and uh, um, that's a leeward side if it was a north wind, mm-hmm. which is common at that time of the year. Okay. Um, so they could have been vetted on that ridge edge. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I'd expect it. Um, and your whole hunt there, based on where you're set up, yep. would probably change dramatically just based on wind direction. So, I mean, a lot of times gun hunters don't take that into, into account. Right. You know, maybe they're the so much pressure and. and, yeah. and they never figure out that the bad year was when it was a uh, south wind. Okay. Versus the three north ones. Okay. So, I mean, you really got to look at uh, how deer are bedding in there or how they're getting forced through the woods. I hate hunting big bucks. Not necessarily deer, but big bucks based on pressure. Because mm-hmm. they just don't run through those funnels and run long distances when you jump them. They sneak, they hide, and they go to places where people don't go. And they're hard to kill. So I like hunting them where they're at. You know, okay. getting right on top of the bedding and hunting them. Do
0: you First remember? Was it...
1: well, You're hunting beds even during the rut. yeah, which And I, during gun season. Yeah, mean, exactly. Whenever I'm hunting, I'm hunting beds. Exactly. Yeah. And bedding is always a big portion of the uh, equation, yep. whether I'm hunting it or not. Yep. Even if even if you're hunting uh, uh, say a leeward side when they're cruising during rut, That's like you I still got to be where there's bedding. I mean, they're right. cruising for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're going from bedding area to bedding area. Bedding revolves around everything you do hunting. Even people that don't use bedding don't know it. hmm but that's why they're that's successful.
0: Why they're, they have no idea. There's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's like I think like where you and I differ on like our hunting in hill country during the rut. Mm-hmm. You'll set up more hunting a specific bed in mind, and like at my farm, I'll sit on a cruising mm-hmm. leeward side of a hill that I know bucks like to cruise, and mm-hmm. then they'll jump over to check mm-hmm. the doe bedding. Well, I hunt I like that
1: occasionally. But yeah. the, the trouble with it is is that the very mature bucks, the five and six year olds don't make many mistakes. Uh, no. They do occasionally, right. you'll get one occasionally, but you won't get them on a regular basis doing that. Because I mean, the the idea of it is people believe that these bucks, all bucks are running around like crazy during the rut chasing does. And the truth of it is mature bucks aren't. I mean, put a trail camera on a property and you'll get mature bucks, immature bucks, little bucks on that trail camera. But sit there during a run, you're not seeing the mature bucks. Right. I mean, totally changes.
2: Right. And that's like where I hunt, like a three year old. That's 140, 100, almost 150 inch deer. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a well, different. Well, I'm not saying there's no, something no, wrong with it. I'm just I'm, saying I don't want to put myself out of the ball game no, but like, for shooting a mature one. No. And if I, and I know for me to find five or six year olds, I would have to change that tactic on that piece of land to get to that five and six. And that.
1: Hold on, and that is a very hard thing for most people because they're successful in doing what you're doing. Like,
0: Any time you want to level up, you got to get out of your comfort zone. See, and That's I'm, with anything in life, and I'm that's where, where it gets hard.
2: Is I'm hunting two- and three-year-old bucks that are still stupid enough to be cruising in some mm-hmm. daylight time. And you're okay with that? Well, I mean, that's 125 yeah. to 150-inch sure. where we're going, yep. and I'll take that because I don't only get two opportunities a year to do that. But I'm willing to now eat a tag to try to go from that stage mm-hmm. of animal to a five or six, which are two different ones. So I've got to be able to forget about that technique yep. mm-hmm. or put that off to try to, you know, go up another age class. So I'm going to have to change that that thing.
1: And, and my, my point of that is, too, is that you don't have to stop shooting a nice three-year-old when it comes in or a nice two-year-old when it comes mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. It's just change the tactic of the way you hunt. Right. It's like It's like the guy that's one stage below you. Mm -hmm. that's hunting uh the field edge Mm because every time he sits in the field edge it fills up with deer so he i mean he's gonna get a buck if he sits there he's gonna probably be a year and a half maybe two and a half maybe once in 10 years he sees a giant
2: yeah
1: you know what i mean then tell that guy to go do what we're doing and he's like well i didn't see no deer one day then the next day i only saw one right but you know what that one deer is way bigger than all the deer he saw all year yep you know so the the thing is you don't have phone. to up your game to the point where i'm only going to shoot a buck this size or bigger
3: mm-hmm.
1: but you're, you're you're hunting yourself out of the game hmm. if you put yourself in a situation where 99 percent of the mature bucks will not enter in daylight
3: mm-hmm.
1: you're not hunting mature bucks not i'd not rather hunt mature bucks and <laughs> settle for something smaller
2: then hunt something smaller, and that's the only thing I could possibly do. Sure, that
1: makes
0: sense.
2: And so your y- success might be going down, but you got to measure your success in different ways when it comes. Right, to at, that. at least you have the chance to occasionally take a giant.
0: Well, Jeff, you mentioned you hunt the the kind of the cruising path of that buck, and you're yeah. on a more of a specific bed. So are you saying that you're hunting where the bucks gonna come and check out the doe bed? So are you looking for doe beds in, in the, the in twi- the tactic you're yeah, doing right I now? When you're looking the the for the best. very specific, like this is where that monster sleeps.
1: Well, I might sleeps. be getting closer. I might be getting in a. Um, uh, uh, Leeward ridge that's real thick and right between two back. bedding areas or something, okay. but I'm fine-tuning it real close. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing mature bucks go through those open wood ridges for a long distance in daylight.
0: How do you fine-tune that? So if it's me and I'm I'm new to this information, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, and I'm looking to graduate myself right by learning some of what you guys have been talking about, mm-hmm. and there's it's very sacri- exciting for me. There's a sacrifice involved in it, which I'm okay. And, and what the
1: sacrifice is for you? is you gotta be willing to take a day or two Mm -hmm. now and go up and scout and walk those ridges and walk the leeward sides and find those beds. Find where those bucks live. How do you
0: know when you find a buck bed versus the does? Because does are multiple?
1: Well, no, it's it's the way the the bedding is. You're gonna find multiple beds in a buck bedding area too. Okay. But does are are gonna bed close to the bucks. They're gonna bed up a little higher in your hill country. Mm And they're going to bed in a circle fashion, all looking in a different direction. They're not going to bed in the exact same spots every time. When you find the buck beds, they're going to be worn. They're going to be right behind an obstacle or have an obstacle right in front of them. They're going to be looking downhill. They're going to be at the top third elevation. They're going to be right where the wind cuts off. They're going to be a locked position. When you get in that position and you look at that bed, you're going to say, holy crap, how would I ever kill this? You're not going to do that when you step in a doe bed. Interesting. But that doesn't mean a doe won't bed there or a smaller buck. When we're talking about doe betting, we're talking about groups of does. Yep. They bet higher in a circle, and they bet as a group, all looking out for each other. Hmm. Bucks are solitary, so they try to lock themselves in a spot where they're protected from every direction.
0: And, and they kind of use the does to their advantage. Like they're, the yeah, I don't know if that's on but they do. Yeah, they look to them to see what's going on.
1: So my my biggest bucks I've taken during rut Yep. have been within 100 yards of their bets. Okay. And they've usually been shot right at the, the edge of darkness.
0: Sure. When they're getting up finally. Yeah. Huh.
1: When everything else, all the younger stuff is out running around chasing or whatever. So even during the rut, I'm having my best luck on mature animals. we on top of the bedding. Hmm.
2: And most of your kills have been in the evening.
1: And, and one hard thing for me to tell Jeff to do that is that Jeff is traveling hundreds of miles to get where he's talking about hunting. Mm-hmm. And... He's only getting up there a few days a year. Yeah, yeah. How, where are you going, Migo? That's
2: up near Red Wing, Minnesota. So it's like what four hours from here. That's per a hike, huh? And I mean, usually only go up there and hunt that like two out, or two weekends a year, you know.
1: So, so then, so then, that makes more tempting to go sit that ridge and just sure, shoot your buck. sure,
0: right? Because nice yeah, 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 it's so fun. It's more fun sometimes to see something, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I like I like the exploratory. It's fun for me to push the limits mm-hmm. and and, and suddenly point, learn a new I got experience. Got and. on
1: the wall. You know, you know at well, some I point. I don't got any. Mean, they're well, all
0: in the garage because they're not wall-worthy, so to speak. Yeah, but you know? he, he
1: is shooting some nice bucks yeah. repeatedly on that ridge over yeah. and over again. Yeah,
2: you've seen them.
1: But now, now I can see it in him. He wants to step up. Yeah. He wants to get that one that's, you know, yep. a giant. And that's the only way to do it is to up your game. Yeah. I mean, hunt different. Because if basically if you hunt like everybody else mm-hmm. you'll kill deer like everybody and else. yeah you yeah. said
0: that before too my thing is um i i want to challenge myself mm-hmm. because i know i'm hunting something that that requires more of a challenge
1: and, like, and here's the thing that i know out of that. and i'm not trying to pick on you yeah i'm just telling you what i see yeah that's great immediately when you when, when you you told me uh where you hunt yep you told me right to the spot where you hunt yep I never know exactly where I'm hunting until I'm up there, based on the wind, based on the sure, map, based sure. on my scouting. I'm never hunting the same spot twice. Maybe the next year I might go there if I had luck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how many years have you hunted that spot?
0: That park we've hunted the last—I don't know—six, seven years.
1: Do you hunt that spot seven times?
0: Um, I've hunted that spot probably four times out of the seven. Okay, so spot area.
1: How many how many giant bucks have you killed there?
0: Zero giants. Big, big Saw one egg? giant, so that's probably okay. what kicked the whole thing off for All me. Right. Yeah. So then you
1: just keep going back.
0: Yeah, because I don't have the understanding. And, and, I don't and know for, where he came me, from or why.
1: For me, I look at it like, if I didn't you know, if I didn't kill something here, why do I want to go back? Sure. If I don't see something here, why would I go back? Now, you've seen a buck, yep. that would bring me back. Yeah. But I'd also be trying to decipher why.
0: That, yeah, and so I've I've spent some time trying to figure that out, with, but without the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I've zoomed out. So Like, I've literally, here's my spot, zoomed out. He came from this way. Why did he come from that way? What was going on? And you that, can, that's you before can I understand spots the wind.
1: Where you can kill big bucks year after year. Sure. Now one of the spots that I've introduced Jeff to. Yep. I've been killing bucks there for, geez, it's been, I, about twenty years. Okay. And uh, I think I've killed um, sixteen bucks there. Was
2: that that spot right? the big Where you got
1: your buck this year? Oh yeah. Yeah, the <clears throat> biggest buck in that woods always beds in the same spot. I mean, I see a deer a mile from there. Sure. Up by the road, mm-hmm. that's where he is. That's mm-hmm. where I'll find him. And I just leave that alone until, until gun season. And there was a stretch for eight years in a row on opening day, I shot a nice buck deer.
0: <laughs> you got to figure it out but, on that plot. Right. Yeah, based on the wind and kind of how you know it. Literally,
1: you pull up there, and there'll be 50 cars there mm-hmm. opening day of gun season. And you will not hear a gunshot even at dawn until me and Jeff walk into those cattails. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when we kick the deer out of there, we're deciding for everybody else when they're going to shoot deer,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's by going right to where they bed. Mm-hmm. And and uh, really, there's spots like that probably where you're at too. Yep. And the biggest thing is when you look at that woods, mm-hmm. everybody goes there with this mindset of what they've been taught to think mm-hmm. by magazines, by podcasts, by by uh, articles, um, Blogs by TV. And, yep. and you got this idea of where deer live. And what they're doing is they're filling the void. Hmm. They're to overlook spots that nobody would think they're at. They might be hiding on the top of that big cliff along the road you're telling me sure. about. Sure. Because nobody's going to hunt alongside the road.
0: On that spot, absolutely not, right. Right. By and large.
1: They could be on that Leeward sure. Ridge in a spot where nobody really bothers <clears> them. <throat> mm-hmm. But I would find those little hidden spots. And for me, if that's hilly land like you're describing, yep. I would walk that Leeward Ridge the whole property and i wouldn't pass anything up even if you think it's a stupid spot
2: and you get the whole you know what the, like, the whole leeward
1: thing is. explain the it just tunnel. explain it for us if, if you so can. where the hill starts to drop off sharp <laughs> okay that's where the deer bed is right where it starts to rapidly drop off
0: so they're on the other so they're on the drop off side So like if this right. is just said just a touch not if it's a cliff right in some cases it is
1: but you explained it properly. Yeah. I know there's
3: cliffs there. Yep. Not if it's a
1: cliff, they have to have they have to have an escape. Okay. They can walk but down, they yeah. can go down stuff that you can't walk down. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like a goat. You know I mean <laughs> they can, they can go down stuff that me or you would have to use our hands yeah. to get up. But not a cliff. Okay. I mean, they are not gonna jump to their death. But you walk that whole rim right where it starts to drop off sharp. Mm-hmm. That's where the beds are gonna be. And they're gonna be there when the wind's blowing over the top of that hill. Okay. So, from above. Yep. So, if you walk that whole rim, you, it doesn't matter what you see up on the tops. It doesn't matter what you see down in those draws and in the valleys. What matters is what you see on that line. And you can take a, a pen mm-hmm. and, or a marker and you can draw it around that map mm-hmm. where that top line drops off. And that's the only, only place you have to walk and you'll know everything that's going on on that property. Fascinating. I can scout a property like like that park sure in a day. Mm-hmm. And I'll know everything that's going on there. That's cool. And then it's just a matter of how you set up based on the bedding. So I'll know where all the good bedding is by walking that line. So when do you want and to go? <laughs> so it, I mean, it's not that easy for a guy that's never done it.
0: Yeah, no. It, but but I once you start to, or, to learn you, you it, You can then ask Jeff. I mean, perso- I get to the
1: point where I feel like anybody can do this. Okay. Of course. But I notice when I when I go scout with people... You've done that, a couple of the
0: workshops recently, right? right? I do workshops,
1: yeah. and then I have people that hire me to scout their property. When I take them show them a mm-hmm. bed, and they're like, well, how do I know that's a bed? And it starts to dawn on me that that's just something I know from time of looking at these things. And you just take it for granted that people mm-hmm. know this stuff. So it does take some time. And what I'm noticing is like the guys that uh, we teach how to do this, like the, on the hunt and beast and such, they tell me it takes them about three years and all of a sudden they really know it. And most guys don't get that far. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, most guys and even most of your listeners, they hunt for fun. Yep. And really, you got to have some weird fascination with work. To to do this stuff yep. because I am always out scouting, working hard,
2: You're busting through rivers,
1: climbing cliffs, and and, and all, I scout harder than I hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fascination to me to figure these things out. I like figuring them out more than I like killing them, and that is what makes me. You succeed. like the
0: journey, not the destination, more so like the process of figuring right. it out. Because once you figure it out, then it's then it's like affirmation at that point. Nope, I did it. I figured
1: it out. So you got to enjoy that scouting. Yeah. You got to enjoy that work.
0: I got to know, for me personally, and obviously we have a, a listening audience that will hear this stuff, but like I said, most of the podcasts I do, I make them very selfishly. I, I just seek out the things I want to know, and mm-hmm. there's a number of people that maybe want to hear the same thing, and there's some interesting things that come out of it, but I'm trying to get to that next level for me, and that next level for me, I'm, I'm still quite a few tears down from you guys, but I, I like the, the challenge, I, I don't mind the work at all, mm. assuming that I have the time, that's usually the thing I don't have the most of.
2: Um, I think like one, one of the things, even when I try to help somebody out, if I get a topo map mm-hmm. and sit there down with them, and then once you, you, you did that with me a little bit, yeah. And yeah. you say, which way is your wind blowing when you're hunting this most of the time? Yep. You know, and then I would be like, well, during the rut, I would sit up here cause the wind's blowing over that hill that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to bed in this spot. And I think when you start to put wind directions and where that bedding is, and then you show them. Okay, and now, if it's a different wind and it's blowing this way, those it deer are not gonna be over on that right. side, mm-hmm. they're gonna be over on this side, and mm-hmm. you start to like change that up because I think a lot of people hunt the wrong spots on mm-hmm. whatever way the wind blows, they're there. Do you remember two they're years just ago? Out hunting
0: two years ago when we had like it was one of the windiest hunts I've ever hunted, and people are complaining about it. It's too windy, it's too windy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, right, that's. No there's never no too, such thing. There, there's <laughs> never too anything,
1: too much anything. Sure, because the deer are doing something. You just have to. Adult, you got to figure out what to do yeah. To, to it. Yeah, I mean, it could be too rainy if you don't like water.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But but the deer are still there.
3: Yeah, and they're they still know.
1: doing something, and it's just a matter of, of acting on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you look at that property that you're hunting, and I have a whole different mindset for looking at a property like that, mm-hmm. and that might help you because it's helped me in the past, and that's. That if I hunted that spot where you hunted,
3: mm-hmm.
1: I'd be there for like a morning. The whole time I'm thinking about where am I going next, mm-hmm. I am not going back to that tree. Sure. I've been there. Yep. I got my scent there. I hunted there. Nothing showed up. Where am I going next? Mm-hmm. And I am going to figure out where that buck is. So I'll break that property up into like 10, 10 acre sections. Okay. And I will hunt it down. I'll just keep hopping around to, to which 10 to learn and learn I think and learn. has the most, you know, potential. Yep. And I'll just keep hopping around until I intersect with that buck. Until I see him. Uh, I, I had a property one time where I had this buck up that had this, this a lot of mass on him. And I knew that buck was there. I'd shine him at night, I'd get trail cam pictures mm-hmm. of him. I knew he was living in that block. But I never seen him. I couldn't get on him. I'd hunt sign, I wouldn't see him. And I decided that I just put X's across that property and I blocked it into 10 acre parcels okay and i figured okay with how much i hunt i hunt almost every day mm-hmm. i could just make my way through this property and whether i wanted to or not i hunted a spot and i got down towards the end and there was a spot where i did not want to hunt it because it's a wide open woods i mean it had some good stuff on the, the edges sure but i'm like no way but it was that spot's time and what i would do is the best spot within that 10 acres okay so i go in there i set up and that block got up walked right to me and i shot him and why did he do that because i hunted that property down until i got him i got a video on my uh youtube page called chasing down a dream did you ever see that i
0: i watched a lot of your videos
1: chasing down a dream was a real long one yeah
0: I watched parts of it. I don't think I watched the whole thing. You should watch the whole thing. Okay. I, I
1: literally that, hunt that property
2: down until I kill the deer I'm on. Yep. And you'll hear us talk about stage hunting. Okay. That term, that's exactly what Dan's doing. Stage he's hunting. He's taking this piece, he's hunting that, and it's his first stage. His second stage is third. And by him just being in that spot, he stunk it up. So that buck isn't... That buck yeah, my coming. setups
1: are real aggressive, too. Yeah, so yeah, you should sure. not pushing that up. bedding. Yep. So that deer knows I was there if he
2: comes back. Okay. He's, that deer might come back through there at night knowing that he was there and did yep. not want to go back there for quite a long time. So say this property's
1: isolated and there ain't really good bedding around the outside of it. Okay. This is where he's going to be, somewhere's in there. So if there's 10, 10 acre spots. 10 hunts. 10 hunts, I'm, I'm pushing. No, my 10th hunt is probably my most likely one to intercept At them. that
0: point, yeah. Do you ever get it right away?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get them right away uh, or I get them a couple yeah, months into it. Sure. But uh, a lot of times when I look at a property, um, my first guess is the spot where I kill that deer. Hmm. And that's just doing this for years and years and years. That's cool. Um, But there are some that give me a little bit of a challenge. Yeah,
0: which you probably like.
1: And and you know what? And and that's funny you say that because when I go hunting, I have bedding areas where I can go out and kill a buck all the time.
0: Yep.
1: You know, I know I can go there and kill a buck. And a lot of times I take those best spots, and I let a guy like Jeff take it over sure. and go in there and hunt. You know why? I want to go someplace new. I yep. want to. I want that challenge. I want to go into a new woods and prove I can do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You, you know, if I could do anything, if I could hit the lottery and you know, win it big, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to go to states like Michigan, walk in there and shoot a giant buck on their public land, go to Minnesota and do it. Do
0: the same thing. And just to do prove that, that you state to state on sure. the public
1: land and just show that I can just go do that. And it's not really to show people or to put people down. Mm-hmm to prove it to me. Mm-hmm. For yourself. You know. I'd love to do that. This I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But like Dan when Dan said, you know, how mm-hmm. he took that part and he broke it down into the ten pieces. Yep. That's best to do that day after day after day. It is. And that's hard, you, for, it's hard for weekend That's hard yeah. for like me to do because yeah. my son, he's in football, baseball, I've got school, he's got homework, all of that stuff. So Monday through Friday, right now for me, is shot.
0: So if you do that in the off season, could you scout a property down too, as opposed to hunting it down? Well, I'll scout,
1: and I speed scout. I go straight through the bed areas. Okay. I could scout a very large property of any size yep. in oh, an wait, a day. we fly. I mean, just
2: look at those ones we
1: fly yeah. right through. Even yeah. a huge swamp or marsh. Really? Down. If you know how deer bed mm-hmm. transitions, mm-hmm. you go through that pretty quick, and figure
2: it out.
0: That's cool. Well,
2: wow, that three <clears> thousand acres that we normally hunt, we could have scouted that in one whole day if we wanted to. Yeah, it'd probably take us two, but... Yeah, yeah. that's 3,000 acres. Sure. You know, know, we know what to cross off right off the bat. Yeah.
1: That 3,000 acres, I think uh, that we hunt all the time, me and Jeff, I think there's probably about, I'm guessing here, if I figured it out on a map, I could tell you exactly, but I'd say there's probably about 20 primary bedding areas. and if there's a giant buck in there, Mm -hmm. he's in one of them. Mm -hmm. I can pretty much guarantee it.
0: See, this all us talking about this stuff, man, my mind's... I'm thinking of all the spots that I that I have hunted and I've hunted more properties in the last couple of years than I have you know, the previous 10 years pr- leading up to that because I, the same thing, I'm eager to get out there and learn more, do more, get in different properties, see what I can do. And really for me, it's trying to like expand my, when I say I go anywhere from bow hunting, Nishota Park, for example, is really close. They opened up, I didn't even go there. But I've, I've been going to more and more and more places every year to try to light up more ideas for myself. but. I haven't had the, I don't know, the knowledge to know what the hell I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the same things that I think you talked about. I, I look for, like, deer sign and scrapes and rubs.
3: And well, the biggest really thing is really cause cause you got to make stuff.
1: sure you're not ending in at spots where other people end up. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, 99% of the time, yep. the spot I'm hunting, yep. nobody else would hunt. Yep. I, I mean, I'm in, a, I'm in an isolated tree out in swamp water or some crap mm-hmm. where people wouldn't
3: go.
0: Right. But look at what I'm killing
2: next to everybody else.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: You know? They may seem more dear than us, but the caliber that we're seeing is, they can't compare yeah. to it.
1: And you've got to keep moving around. You can't just sit that same tree over and over okay. again. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing for you <coughs> is you should probably look at some of the stuff close to your house. Because for me, what's been a big asset is, is that actually the marsh behind my house. And all that well, gray. if you're
0: closer to home, you don't have to travel as far. you got more opportunities to get
3: out there.
1: Right. So the, the, the marsh behind my house... Isn't really all that great. Sure. I mean, it's just an average marsh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: but it's right behind my house. So I only need an hour or two. Yep. I can, I can get done with something I'm doing and just go out hunting.
3: Yep. And
1: because of that being right behind my house, um, I might have a better spot I hunt three hours from here, but I can only get there on a weekend, right? Right. The, the, that marsh, I know what's going on back there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can literally hunt that all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a big difference. man what what do
2: you feel comfortable hunting
0: the hills or are you more in the marsh i well so last year was one of the first well last two years but more so last year where it was after i had the, the interview with you i believe depending on i forget exactly when we did it but um it
2: was in the fall, I think, yeah i went out for it?
0: bow hunting and uh, i got to an edge like a point uh, um where the woods ended and all i saw was cattails and uh, I wanted to get to a certain spot, based on the map, I had never been to this spot, but I looked down the map. As I'm standing there, I got my phone in my hand, and I'm like, there's some trees here, and I could see them off in the distance. If I got my tippy-toes and looked over the cattails, I'm like, well, I want to get over there. And if I were to follow the edge and putts around and take my time to get there, I would have been trespassing. I used like Onyx to see kind of where I stood and stuff. And um, so I just went, I, I actually think in my mind, I told myself, I'm gonna go Dan Infault style here. I'm just gonna go right into it. So I just beeline straight into it. and I, no idea down, what I was going to come down
3: your underwear.
0: Well, go. I didn't need to. Luckily, I don't know what kind of luck was on my side, but I had my boots on. Just so we, my boots we do that whether we need to or not. Yeah, but I just went straight. I straight lined it, and uh, I got into a spot where I, personally for me, uh, yeah. at this point in the game, I had never seen that many rubs in my entire life. Wow. Um, and some of them were so fresh that the, the
3: you know, bark Shaving, shavings were
0: just wow. right fresh on the ground. Um, it was incredible. And there were beds back there. But for me, I couldn't tell you if they were buck beds or not. I assumed they were because of the, the number of rubs i was seeing back there. And it was right along a river. So then I decided, well, I'm all the way back here. My phone died. My buddies, I couldn't contact him and the sun was going to go down. So I'm like, I'm just going to hang out here because I don't <laughs> I didn't know what else to do at this point um, without getting into a weird situation because it was, you know, sun was going down. So I hung out there and I thought for sure I heard a buck coming across the river. I don't know if it was a muskrat, I don't know what that was, but it was never the bug. You know, it, it just wasn't. But every time I heard it, my heart came out of my chest. I'm like, this right. is it. He's coming home. I'm going to get him, you know. It never happened. So I, I, I didn't come back. When I left out of there, I looked at a map for my phone and died and I realized I needed to head a certain direction to cut straight through. It took me a while. It was a lot more work than I think I was normally used to and it was definitely a new experience. I'd never done it that way. I'd never experienced that. But I got to see a glimpse of what it could look like if I was in the right spot. You know, and it was, it was pretty exciting. We went back there, that's the spot I went back to and I was talking about know um, we dropped my dog's thing or whatever, my buddy, the same guy that smelled my deer out of the woods. We get back there. I said, I wanna go back there again. I gotta figure out like where I could maybe set up and how could this work out for hunting and, and you know, based on some of the things I've been watching on your YouTube channel. And we get back there and the same buddy that, that smelled my deer, he's like, you smell that? You smell that deer musk? They've been back here. And I did. I smelled. I'm like, dude, you gotta be freaking kidding me! But there was a smell, and that's what it was. And he's probably farting and playing with you. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but he and we saw the, the same rubs, and I was kind of pointing them out. And he's like, yeah, this is it. I mean, this is a good spot. Yeah. I later learned that alleged. I don't know if there's any proof to it, but um, I later learned that someone had shot a fifteen-pointer out of that that area um, two weeks before I got back there. So that tells me that I was onto something. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't think. Too many other hunters have gotten back there. I've heard a couple other guys tell me, "Well, you take a boat and get a canoe or a kayak, and mm-hmm. you creep in there real quietly, depending on which way the wind's blowing, mm-hmm. so on and so forth." But so now I'm just.
2: I know what you should. You're going you to have to come to the workshop in the spring with us.
0: Yeah. Spring, spring's still here, right? Winter's here now. It's snowing out right now. When we do them um, again. <laughs> I'd love to. I didn't, just didn't work out for some of the last ones with the the kid and stuff, but yeah. I don't know. I I think the the marsh is probably where I'm tending to go the hill country stuff that's out west, but I wouldn't mind getting out back out to thing and mm-hmm. doing some more scouting, even based on this conversation alone, and just mm-hmm. trying to relearn some. Because I know the park like the back of my hand. We've covered a lot of ground there, but I didn't know what to look for. You know, I was looking for different things than what we've talked about, so it could probably change the whole the whole paradigm of how I hunt out there.
2: Yeah, when you can find where they bed, you know that's the, the whole thing the, for me. The cool thing about the, the state the park
0: stuff is you. It doesn't open up for hunting until, um, for bow hunting even. So let's just say bow hunting opens on September 12th or 14th or whatever it is.
2: Oh, it's a late, delayed start. They delayed
0: the start for bow hunting a week before the gun opener. Yeah, they
1: do the same thing by park by me. Yeah. yeah,
0: so I know like it's pretty virgin property up until that point. And I considered taking a week off of work leading up to gun hunting so I could bow hunt that property when it opens for bow hunting because I would still be, the, you know, bow hunting's open for... September 12th, 14th, whatever it is all yeah, the way did. through November the week before the gun opener
1: Yeah, it's a pretty good road at you that know. time period so Nobody's been under bothering them No,
0: not at all I mean, other than people hiking trails because it's a camping ground and this and that so maybe they're not as um, I don't know, spooky to, to people being out there
2: mm-hmm. I overlooked spots
0: Yeah I'm thinking road trip pretty soon <laughs> Yeah, really, really how much
1: you scout <laughs> is a big bearing yeah. on how well you do Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people just hunt they just don't put the time into scouting you know i'll talk to people and they'll they'll tell me that they're hunting someplace out in iowa and they're real happy about it they're gonna go out there for you you know um a week in rut and then uh you know they might go for a couple weekends early season sure like well just scout it no i don't have time to do that that's too far of a trip Mm -hmm. well it's too far of a trip to scout but you can go out your three trips hunting (laughs) i mean are you serious about killing something because in a day of scouting You'll you up your game so much. Mm-hmm. People just don't get that. You know, they think they can pick a spot on a map and they'll be, you know, in the perfect position. And it's always really the case, right?
0: Yeah, we did. We did a bit of scouting. We first found the property, and we'd scout. You know, the last couple years. Well, the trip. We, we try, try to, to take it a bit further. You know, is, we is end they up scout going right before
1: they hunt. Yeah, and then they get their scent and all that crap. Yeah,
0: so that's kind of spotch anyways. After
1: season's the time to scout. Yeah, or after you've killed your buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Scouting's name of the game. Well, I think we're good on... on. We got about an hour in here, right? People ought to listen this far, and we'll, we'll, I would hope... It got pretty good once we once we got I into the thick of this stuff. five minutes into this. Yeah. And... <laughs> you wonder. I know my dad will listen every minute. Yeah.
1: What are they talking about pecker wacky name? More, more Jeff, else. less Dan. Yeah. Cool. More Dan, less Jeff. More, more Dan, Jeff, less <laughs> Yeah, we want to do the... The Dan and Tina show, he's gonna be Tina. No. We we wanna have some giant woman that's gonna like (laughs) replace the Tiffany or something that's got a giant
2: cigar (laughs) and uh butch haircut. Good thing there's a Dan and Tina show and we'll go hunting. Sounds like Eric will be a Tina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't grow my hair out too long. I can find a wig somewhere. Gone bald. Where do people find you? Online? Uh Where do you want them to find you?
1: TheHuntingBeast.com. Um, I've got a great YouTube page that's got uh, some really cool videos on it. You got to dig through because there's some corny ones too. Because I'm a little I corny. saw the
0: one where you caught a possum the other day. Right, so that's then, pretty cool. If you're looking for hunting stuff, you got <laughs> <next> to dig through the possum
2: catching. It's a matter of time before he gets a rabies shot. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? I
0: think was drooling pretty heavily. I know. R- <laughs> raccoons bite
1: me, and they got to get rabies shot. <laughs> it's like a Chuck Norris joke. I <laughs> should have a little bet here. How, many How long? Gets bet, or yeah. Bet, yeah. We got a couple Facebook pages too. We got the, okay. the Hunt and Beast on Facebook, and then we got the Hunting Book, the Hunting Beast forum members. Forum.
0: So it's a member, the like group membership kind of yeah. thing or whatever.
2: Just yeah. ask to get into it, and yep. I'll let you into it.
1: But you, you got to look up the Hunt and Beast one. I mean, everybody wants to friend me on Facebook, and yeah. I've got five thousand friends, so I can't. Can't manage I can't that. accept people and right now. I got like three hundred people waiting because I was holy a couple crap. Of just for, like, uh, real friends and stuff. Yeah. But if you, if you, you know, you follow me on Facebook, mm-hmm. but I can't friend everybody. Got it. But you can uh, you can join the, the Facebook pages, or and you get the same there. stuff. Uh, yeah,
0: uh, you're on there quite a bit. Yeah, so yeah.
2: look us up on the Facebook. We have an Instagram page, too. Cool. And that's how that's that gets to activity. Yeah, the hunting beast. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's getting a lot of good mm-hmm. hints and information.
1: So the, the website's got some really cool um, tactical advice on it. It's all free.
2: It's
0: been there for a long time,
2: right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but to find a good tactical stuff, you got to search around a little bit. And we did take uh, on the deer hunting forum mm-hmm. that's on our website. Because our website's a forum. Yeah. So on a deer hunting uh, forum, at the top, and a sticky, Yep. there's a thread called uh, the all-time best tactical okay. threads. And in there, there's in-depth discussions about how to hunt certain situations, how to scout certain situations. Cool. That it's like reading a book yep. going through there. So that's a, a great place to
2: start. I think a good way to look at like how we have everything bundled together is, is that the forum is like the whole chest of all of the knowledge. And mm-hmm. right now, what we use is like the Facebook or the Instagram that shows you kind of like what we do on a daily basis sure. or at the moment. But everything revolves around the knowledge. So, anytime you have a question or you have something to contribute and like help others grow, adding it to the forum is the best good way place to go. It should be where you go. Sure if you want to stay forever and have it kind of cataloged yeah, or indexed yeah day-to-day like when we release something we can reach other people through all these different outlets mm-hmm. but when we do ever have info to get out we'll hit all the channels up with which was good yep.
0: i find that um when, you know i come from a marketing background for the last eight ten years or whatever and i've noticed that you guys both remember when aol came out Right, mm. The disks mm-hmm. that you'd have to get in A- mm-hmm. AOL 95 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Back then, that was when the internet was just kind of really kind of getting its steam and starting off. And there were web browsers. There was Internet Explorer or mm-hmm. whatever it was back then. But people went to AOL for weather, for mail, for everything. chatting, for internet, for everything. It was essentially, it, to most people, that was mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. The, the internet wasn't something else. It was AOL. So um, what I've noticed now is Facebook is like AOL then. Facebook mm-hmm. is becoming the quote unquote internet. People aren't really leaving that environment a whole lot, mm-hmm. and that's why they built in their own browser, mm-hmm. their own chat feature, messaging, See, it's get everything there.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know how to say it. It's kind of like the good and you. Yeah, absolutely. I really, uh, I really hate the way that they uh, kind of suppress things from going through with certain uh, groups and stuff. Yep. You know, YouTube too. I mean, YouTube. Uh, um, now I have to, before I can monetize any of my videos, mm-hmm. my hunting videos, I have to have them each okayed because they said that there was a complaint that my videos were violent, violent to animals. Oh, great. hunting. So, um, I have to have them look at it, um, physically and tell me whether or not it's violent. So they come back so and, there's they some say, person and they there. say, N- no worries. They're not violent. So we'll monetize them. Hmm. Okay. Well, the next one comes up and I got to, mo- I got to do the same thing. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? Well, we have to do that from now on because somebody thought that maybe there could be a problem here. So, really, it's that they don't like hunters. Sure. You you know, it'd be nice. And now they're starting to like anybody who has a a gun store. They don't even have to talk about it on their YouTube page. And
3: Facebook's similar.
1: They're both similar.
0: Which is really weird because Facebook and YouTube are. Button button heads. Heads, you know. And they have been for a while. That's not new news. Yeah, but
1: they're both liberals, yeah. whether they're buttonheads or yeah. not. Yeah, that's very and true. And the, the trouble with the whole thing is that uh, you, you know i hate I hate supporting them. Yeah. Because of the way they are. Yep. What it's in. That's and, where everyone is. That's where everybody that's is. You have to. <laughs> you have to get on there. Yeah. You know, so it kind of sucks. I wish somebody at least would step up in the video realm and really get big. Yeah. You know, somebody that's uh, pro Second Amendment. and I
0: don't know. pro hunters. Anything out know. there. There might be something on Reddit maybe or Tumblr. I don't know. Those might be other places that put some content or you might be a less filtered. I, I mean, anyway.
2: Facebook is it's in everybody's phone and everybody's hand. People That's spend what it is today, 80% yeah. of their time spent
0: on their phone is spent on the Facebook app.
2: I believe it. It's I crazy.
0: Mean, and that might be an accurate statistic. So someone might listen to this and say, Eric, you're full of shit. But, yeah, yeah, what's, yeah, maybe. what's funny is like, the <laughs>
1: website, just see people come, they're there for a while, and they get all the knowledge, they get bored of it, and they go away. Yeah. And you'll think, oh, that guy was a great guy. I wish he would have stayed. And then you, you get this Facebook page going. You see all those people start coming back. Yep. On the a Facebook.
2: Pull they're them right there. back in.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's where they're spending their time. Yeah. That's where the mm-hmm. eyes and ears are. It's
2: just Yeah. people go through phases. It's just well, different technology. It's different interface than the forum. I'll
0: wrap this thing up. So thanks for, for listening. If you made it this far, there's a lot of value in this podcast. Hopefully we can do some more in the future. I'd love to come out on the oh, yeah. on the workshops or be a part of something. But. That's, that's good. I appreciate you guys coming out today. Hey, thanks
2: for having us. Thanks Hell for yeah. having us. Hell
0: yeah. All right, so the tip of the week isn't a tip, it's a, it's a definition. So you, there was this part there when Dan was talking about the leeward side of a ridge and uh, contextually, in context of that sentence, it makes sense. But to be honest... Um, I was kind of bobbleheading and nodding and and saying, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but Leeward is actually, it, I don't know there, maybe it's just me, but I figured I just, I would just take a a second to unpack that term and that definition, um, which is hard to explain without a visual representation over, (laughs) over a podcast. And some of you that listen or the majority probably already know what this means and are going to write it off and be like, Eric, man, how did you not know this? but it's just, there's so many terms in hunting. And um, I figured I'd just take a second to talk about this one. So the leeward side is uh, defined uh, by, I don't know, some website on Google. What is the windward and leeward side of that one? So to understand leeward, you have to also understand that there's a windward side, and then it becomes much easier to understand at that point, I think. Um, The windward side is the, if you think of a mountain, um, the windward side is the side that gets all of the wind and rain. so they tend to get heavy precipitation. And then when the air sinks on the leeward side of the mountain range, it's usually the much drier and warmer side. Um, so think of it like, well, if I'm a deer and I'm, uh, I know this is not probably not how, how the definition goes if you're Dan Info, but if you're me and try to make sense of this. I think well if I'm on the, the leeward side I want to stay warm and dry and protected so that wind is going to go over me over it and it's going to hit that that ridge and blow over the top and I'm going to be tucked in underneath where the wind is blowing over my head and a lot of that has to do with scent um, positioning so deer know what is coming from one side as far as their scent and then they use the other side you know their the other sense vision to see what things are coming from from the other side where the wind is actually blowing towards. I hope i got that correct i hope that makes sense and if it doesn't i'd love to hear a comment on our facebook page or instagram or website whatever it is uh, whatever however you want to reach out but that's the quote-unquote tip of the week uh more of a definition of the week i guess if you will and, and maybe that's something i'll start doing a little bit more because i've been hearing the more i start setting up on some of these more um i wouldn't call them extreme tactics but deeper seated tact tactics um there's more terms that I'm starting to learn that I did not really know before or fully comprehend or understand what they mean and how that can help me become a better hunter. So, uh, thanks for listening. If you want to find where to hunt and you've made it this far, I'd, I'd appreciate it. or love it. If you went to, um, where to hunt app.com and from there you can find everything else you need. The Instagram page, YouTube page, um, the app, which helps you avoid other hunters. So when we're talking about scouting and getting away from people. I think The Where to Hunt app um, that I created is a a great tool for that. Uh, I have heard stories of people using the app to um, go to where the other hunters are. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me as far as a use case, but I guess it's happened to some hunters, so that's unfortunate, but that's definitely not the purpose. So um, thanks again for your support and your listenership and your feedback. It all means a ton to me, so keep listening. I'll keep making the episodes uh, as much as I can. Thanks. Have a great day and hunt public.